Hey everyone and welcome back to the Purposeful Mindset Podcast. I'm honestly so grateful that you're subscribed to my podcast and I'm excited to share yet another episode with you. This podcast, as you know, is all about bringing servant leaders to share their stories and life experiences with you all in the hopes to help more people to find their true purpose and meaning to life. Today, I have such an exciting guest for you all. Honestly, this is going to be one of my favorite episodes that you are all going to listen to. His name is Dr. Sam Bakhtiar, and he is a doctor, CEO, author, world-class bodybuilder, and multi-millionaire entrepreneur. He runs a fitness franchising business, the Camp Transformation Center, with 110 locations and two different supplement and nutrition companies. With a bachelor's degree from Pennsylvania State University in sports science and life science and a doctorate from Los Angeles College of Chiropractic, Dr. Bakhtiar has helped over 100,000 people transform physically and mentally. He specializes in helping people get to the 1% in any and every aspect of their life. Dr. Bakhtiar applies his business acumen and coaching to the 1% club, helping others to become a 1%er by rising. He is also the author of the popular books, The Total Body Transformation Secrets and Becoming a One Percenter. In this episode, Dr. Sam shares his wisdom around how the 1% of people think, what they do and why they do it. He also shares his views around regaining your passion that actually still lies deep within you from a very young age. So without further ado, let's get straight into this episode. Hey Sam, thank you for being on the Purposeful Mindset podcast with me. I am super grateful to have your time. I'm going to get straight into it because I know that time is valuable. Would you mind just sharing your story in a nutshell with everyone? And then I just want to get straight into picking your brains and, and, and getting as much value as I can from this episode. Awesome. Well, my name is Sam Bakhtiar and I was born in Tehran, Iran. You know, uh, so I'm an immigrant. You know, um, I was born to Iran, Iran, and if you know anything about Iran, you know, that country, we always had drama, right? There's always drama, there's always war. And at that time, we were at war with Saddam Hussein, and we were getting bombed on every night. And, you know, basically, you know, my mom and I left the country when I was 11 years old. We came to America for a better opportunity, for a better life. I love that. And when you came, uh, you know, coming from such a kind of... Um, hard background when you came to america what was your mindset like were you like did you know anything about america other than what you saw on television in iran oh man i just saw all i knew was what i saw on television you know and you know i thought that america everybody was a millionaire yeah i thought everybody had you know mansions bentleys and swimming pools and i had a hard rude awakening when i came to america because we had one relative here that was my uncle my uncle had a convenience store in the worst neighborhood in a little town called sharon pennsylvania which was the most is one of the most homogeneous places in the world. There's only black people and white people there, and um, it was really tough. When I got there, there was abandoned buildings outside of his store. You see pimps, prostitutes, and drug dealers, and that's what I was used to. Wow. So, what what got you into the mindset of like wanting to do business or wanting to do something for yourself one day? What? How did you get that mindset? If, was there like a certain person in your life that had an influence on you? No, there wasn't just one thing. It was a series of things. Okay. You know, here's one thing that I always knew in life. I think this is something I was born with. I wanted to do something great. And I never lost that as a child. Mm. You know, I wanted, to, I wanted to have a good life because I didn't have a good life. I didn't have a dad. 
So I wanted to become a super dad. I want to make sure my kids knew where dad, where dad was. And I was going to be able to be the provider. I always wanted to date the prettiest girl in school. I always wanted the, 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 the nice car. I wanted, always wanted a nice house. So I had that inner ambition all the time. And my mom, a long time ago, told me, you know, this, you know, Sam, you can be whatever you want to be as long as you're going to work hard for it. Mm. And so with that mentality, you know, I always was like, all right, what do I need to do? Because I don't mind putting in the work. I don't mind putting the time. What, just give me that direction and I'll do it. What do I need to do? Because I'm willing to do whatever it takes. And I do need whatever it takes. To this day, I get up at three o'clock in the morning. You know, I, you know, I hit the gym at four o'clock in the morning. To this day, I, you, know, I, you know, I stay up and do whatever I need to do. So for me, the hard work wasn't, the, wasn't the, is, is what, what, you know, what should I do was the, the, the question. So for someone listening now to this conversation, how, if, if they can't find their passion, if they can't find something that they believe is their purpose, how can that person find that drive that you have? I don't understand that question. For me, it's like you can't have a pulse or a heartbeat and not have something that you're passionate about. Mm-hmm. I don't get it. I, I, I don't get it. You know, when somebody says, well, I'm not, I don't know what my passion is. I don't know what I like. I'm like, are you alive? Mm-hmm. I mean, when I, when I was growing up, you know, I loved playing with little toy cars. You know, I was infatuated with toy cars. I was infatuated with, you know, football, the real football, not American football. I, I was uh, I was infatuated, you know, with so many things. You know, how can you not have something that you totally hear into? Yeah, that means you're not really living life. So when somebody says, "I really don't know what I'm passionate about," and then you have an issue, mm. you truly have an issue. You really have to, you know, you know, really search. You you have deeper issues that I can help you with. To be honest with you, yeah, because I, I I don't understand that mindset. You know what I mean? I don't understand that mindset. There's got to be something that you want. When you were a kid, when you were two, three years old, what were you passionate about then? You know, I was passionate about superheroes. I was passionate about, you know, cars. I was passionate about planes. I was passionate about building stuff, Legos. What are you, how, how did you lose that all of a sudden? Yeah. Do you think it's because of the distractions that like through social media and that the younger generation now, there's so much going on in the world. There's so much happening. They get Absolutely. Absolutely. 100% agree with you with that. You know, here's, here's one thing that I will tell you. Back in the old country, we had three TV channels. And every night we, had, we found something good to watch when I lived there. Because mm. we had three choices. Here, about 1,200 channels. Yeah. And I can't find anything good. <laughs> and it's, you know what? It's not because there's nothing good to watch because there's too many channels, too many distractions. I don't know. I can't decide. Mm. A confused mind doesn't make a decision. 100%. You know, that's why, you know, we got to get away from all the outside influences and, and outside. We have to be present. We need to, you can't be on your phone 24-7. Can't, can't, can't do all that kind of stuff. But that, you know, you got to pave your own way. Mm. Love that. So how, so if someone's listening to this right now, how do they, how can they focus on like the one thing for at least a short period of time? How can they focus on one thing without the distractions? Well, you have to tell yourself, you know, is this one thing going to give me what I want out of life? Is this one thing the highest and the best use of what I want? Is this one thing that I'm going to work on is going to take me to the next level? If the answer is that you have no choice. Hmm. Yeah, man, you know what I mean? Why, why would you, why, why would you not want to get, you know, be, why, why would you want to be distracted? If I know if I do a certain task and it's going to take me to the next level, 
And if I know that the distraction is not going to take me to the next level, then I'd be a fool to be distracted. Mm, exactly. Yeah, so true. So basically just focusing um, your... T- I, think, I think it just comes down to just being present, right? Like just, just living in the present moment. One of, my, one of my mentors said, the world doesn't need any more presence, any more material things in presence. Mm. It needs more presence. Yeah. The biggest gift you can give anyone is your presence. Nothing is worse than me talking to you and being on my phone at the same time. Yeah. Nothing is worse than me talking to you and being distracted here, distracted right there, and you feel like I'm not present. The biggest gift I can be, I can do for you is be here at the moment, right here, right now, looking you in the eyes and, and be, being here, being present. Do you, sometimes, do you sometimes feel like you're present with someone, but at the same time, you've got like this other challenge or something that happened on the, on the same day? How do, you, how, could, how do you switch off from the distraction and just like actually be present with the person? You first got to be conscious and make it a goal to be present with people. Mm. You can't, you know, every day you're going to have distractions. Every day there's going to be outside influences. I have outside influences right now when I'm talking to you. Mm. There, you know, there, there's things that I need to attend to right now. But I told you that I'm going to be on this podcast and I'm going to honor you. And I'm going to respect you by being present. I'm not going to get on my phone. I don't care what notification comes in. I don't care, you know, what, what's going on. You know, my wife right now is taking the kids and they go to go to a restaurant. I told them, baby, I got to be on a podcast. I see you when you get back home. I'm not distracted. Mm-hmm. And that's a discipline that you need to be conscious of. That's a discipline that you need to practice. As long as you're conscious of it, then you can correct yourself. But a lot, the problem is a lot of people are not even conscious about it. Yeah. You know, they're, 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 you know, you know, they're, 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 subconscious, they're subconsciously doing this. Mm-hmm. And that's bad. When you become conscious of it, then you can correct it. If you're not conscious of it, you can't correct it. Yeah, 100%. Because I think even with, in my life now, like I meet a lot of people and like you're talking to them, but they're not listening. They're, they're I, like, I, they're, they're in this la-la land. They're in this other world where they're just dreaming of other things. And you're saying, hello, like, can you hear me? I'm, I'm, I just ask you something. They're like, oh, I'm sorry. Say that again. And, that, and that's the key to unhappiness. You know, you know I, I directly correlate my happiness to how much how much time I spend on the phone mm-hmm. and on social media. The more time I'm on my phone, the more time I'm on social media, the more unhappier I am. Wow. So, so do you find like, you're probably a lot like me, like you, you love the whole in-person interaction way more than the technology side of things, right? I mean, do you have sex on, on, on the phone? Do you have sex remotely? <laughs> Definitely not. You know, you gotta have a personal interaction. I mean, you know, what I mean, you know, you know, we can't outsource having sex and or have a cyber sex. I mean, I don't, I don't know. Maybe they do. I don't know. I don't know. What's going on. It's just, I don't know. But I prefer regular sex over cyber sex. I prefer regular connection. You know, be able to touch someone, talk to someone, be in person than that than, than cyber way. You know, we we have to understand with technology comes great responsibility. Yeah. And you have to be able to control that and not have it control you. Mm. So how does someone, how do you not let technology control you? What can you put into place and take action on every single day to ensure that you don't, you don't allow technology or external things to control like your mind? You have to be disciplined enough and you have to be conscious of it again. You know what I mean? You know, and you got to understand, you got to put boundaries. Mm. So my boundary is, after four o'clock, I put my phone away. So I work from 7 a.m. to 4 p.m. That's, that's dedicated to work or whatever I need to do. After four, 
it stops. My phone goes upstairs, it goes in the drawer, I'm done. So I can be present with my family. Mm. You know what I mean? You gotta have boundaries. On the weekends when I have my, with the children, I put my phones away. I love that. I'm with the children. The other day I was, what was it? Uh, on Sunday, I was taking the kids to see uh, the Sonic, the movie. Uh-huh. And my wife was like, okay, babe, I'll call you and let you know where we're gonna be at. I'm like, no, tell me where we're gonna be at now because I won't have my phone. Because mm. wow. you know, I don't wanna be on the, on the movie theater checking my phone. Yeah, yeah, true. You know what I mean? I don't wanna be in the movie theater checking my phone. I'm like, I'm not gonna do that. So I wanna be 100 present. At the, end, at the end of the day, I work hard to be with my children. Exactly, yeah. Not to be distracted from my children. Mm. And also, they're, they're, they're watching you, right? They do what you do, right? As, as yeah. children, like we always look at our parents and we, we see their actions and what they're doing and we, we obviously take influence from that, right? So you probably... Absolutely. 100%. I love that. So would you say like you're, you have two like young daughters, right? I have three. Oh, you have three. So I have two daughters and one son. I have a brand new son, seven months old. Oh, wow. Congrats. I didn't know about this. I knew about your two daughters from the other podcasts I've heard of yours, but I didn't know about your son. But, um, so you have these two, three, you have your three children, right? And I'm sure like when you're with them, they're like your world, right? I'm sure like there's a different side of Sam when, when, you're, when, they're, when, they're with, when you're with your kids, right? How do I mean, you... Yeah, I mean, they're, they're everything to me. Hmm. Would, you, would you say like they're your, like the, the driving force? Would you say they're your reason why you're doing everything? Or? Absolutely. Hmm. Absolutely. I mean, look, man, I mean, they should be. Yeah. Your kids are, they didn't ask to be here. Yeah, exactly. You made your kids. So now it's your responsibility, your duty is to coach them, mm. to make sure they grow up and be a functioning member of society, be a contributing member of the society. You know, and um, to me, that's your biggest calling in life. Mm-hmm. Motherhood, fatherhood, that's your biggest calling. I love that. So how do so I'm just curious now, like when you're with your kids, right, and you have, let's say, like an important meeting or, or something business related that you have to attend to, how do you how do you manage to kind of prioritize your day in, in, t- in terms of when you're with your kids, you're just 100 percent dedicated to them and, and you don't worry about business and stuff like that? Like how do you well, switch off from from the whole business and from from your life? You put boundaries you, and you are going to be see the reason people are on their phone when they're with their kids is because they didn't crush what they're supposed to do during the day. They weren't productive. They were busy. They weren't productive. They got distracted. So if somebody is distracting me during the day, during work time, they're taking time away from my children. Mm. That's why I'm so militant with my time. I guard my time like I guard my children because my time is for my children, Mm. not for distractions. Not for BS, not for anything else. 100%, yeah, I love that. I, I actually heard you talking about this with Ed Milet on, on the recent episode um, of your podcast. Um, and you guys were like talking, because obviously you know each other for a long time. And you were talking about that very thing, about crushing the day, like ma- making sure that at the time, the timings in your day that you're working, put 100% of your effort, crush the day, and then you can switch off. And you guys are talking about, you know, you can go and switch off, you know, watch Netflix, watch Watch that, that movie. Do that thing that you love. But it's kind of a reward. It's you reward yourself, right? Yeah, yeah. You reward yourself. You know, you crush the day, and then for your reward is you have to take the phone off. That's my reward. Because, bro, honestly, I hate the phone. <laughs> I hate. You know, my, my my goal in life is to get to a certain level where I just have a flip phone. I just pick it up and I call when I want to call, and I shut it off and I'm done. 
That's to me the ultimate success when you are in total control of your time and your communication. So powerful. If so, if, so let's say the person listening to this episode right now, right? They are they they are that person that gets distracted left, right, and center. I know so many of these people right now. A lot of them are my friends. <laughs> where they have so many things to do. Every new shiny object syndrome, they want to already know what, what's that all about. How do, how do they overcome that mindset of, of not overthinking too much, not doing too many things at the same time, and just focusing on the few things that they need to prioritize that's really, really important to them? Well, they're going to ask themselves a question. Let's say they have a hard problem. Hmm. Would they go to a place that the doctor is a heart doctor, is a orthopedic, is a chiropractor, is a physical therapist, is a nutritionist. No, you won't do that. For you to master anything, you got to be focused on one thing, you know, and you have to specialize in one thing. You know, you can't be a jack of all trades and master of none. That's the easiest way to be broke. That's the easiest way to be unhappy. Master one thing and be the best at one thing. I don't care what that is. But if you become the best at that one thing, there's a lot of money. There's a lot of career. There's a lot of things at it. You know, uh, shiny object syndrome is the biggest distractor, biggest dream killer of, of anything. Mm-hmm. You have to be open to new ideas, but you got to make sure you focus on the big one. I love that. love that. So powerful. Because that, the only reason why I asked that is because there's a lot of people in my life now who are genuinely like they're just every new thing that comes out they want to go and try it they want to go look into it Sadiq have you researched this have you looked into this I'm like no I'm just focused man I just this is my dream my ultimate dream I want to be one of the best speakers in London that's what I'm focused on and I was just like after I hit that goal the next one will come but for me it's like it's more about like like you said like just focusing on the one thing not even two just just the one and after I get the one then I can you know then I can push myself to go to the next level I love it. I love it, man. I mean, that, that, that's the key to success. That's the key to success, man. You know, you got to have a singular focus. Just, just, not, just kind of blindfold yourself and just go, go one direction until, until, you've, until you've found happiness, right? Because everybody yeah. defines happiness in their own way. And for me, literally, happiness is just doing something that I love every day, be, having, owning my own time and, 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 and knowing, like you said, that I'm in control of my day. Yeah. I don't need to worry about the boss. I don't need to worry about some other person. I don't need to worry about the emails and the text messages and the notifications on, on Instagram. I just want to be able to wake up and do something I love, have a lot of energy, have a lot of excitement for my day ahead every day. And I just work towards that goal every single day because for me, that will be the ultimate happiness. Absolutely. So I love it. Sam, I know we're going we're gonna to come up to the end and I don't, I don't want to take too much of your time. Mm-hmm. At the end of my show, I usually do this thing called a final four where I ask four questions and it's literally the first answer that comes to your head. Sure. So the first question I have for you is, what's, what comes to your mind when you hear the word gratitude? What are happiness? Happiness. Happiness. I mean, uh, for me, you know, I come from such a negative life and I don't know about you and I, and I believe that it's, it's our human nature to wake up and think about all the things that are wrong with our life. Mm-hmm. So the way you combat that is by having gratitude because where gratitude exists, fear cannot. Love that, yeah. You know, whenever, whenever, I'm, whenever I'm having a bad day, I'm like, wait a second, do, do you forget where you come from? 
Do you forget all the things that you went through? Do you understand that there's people that, that don't have their health? Do you understand that people that are homeless? That all of a sudden, my little minuscule problems are not that big anymore. Mm. You know, so gratitude is the best thing someone can practice. It needs to be practiced daily, maybe a few times a day, for you to check yourself before you wreck yourself. I love that. I love that. And the way David Meltzer always says is gratitude is a way to ground yourself and start your day grounded every single day, knowing that your, your purpose in life is to serve others and, and be of service to, to help someone every single day. Absolutely. 100% correct. Love it. Love it. So the second question I have for you is what one video or movie have you recently seen that you recommend everyone to go and see because in some way they can learn something to basically increase their mindset and, and their productivity in the day? Movie or video, you know, that I've seen that I think everyone should see um, is that, uh, let me see. It could be anything. Maybe in the past, like a movie or something you've seen that has like a really touch. Honestly, man, I think, you know, my favorite movie of all time, it's got to be Rocky. Mm-hmm. It's the story of the underdog. It's the story of what's possible with hard work. It's a story about going against all odds. Yeah. It's going, you know, it's a story about it where everybody is, is not rooting for you. Story of overcoming, you know, uh, adversity. You know, I love, you know, I mean, I have all the collection. <laughs> and I think, I think that's, that's one of the greatest movies ever. 100%, yeah. I love that. I agree. And, and obviously, coming from a fitness background, that must have been like a really... One oh of the my God. This, I, I think the, the Rocky theme song is one of the most motivating songs ever. Man. Every time I'm going to pump myself up, I put that on. And, <laughs> I, you know, it's, it's like, I feel like I'm, re- I'm ready to go run now. I'm yeah. ready to go for the world. Yeah, it just gets you going, right? Yeah. I love it. So, okay, so the third question I got you for you, Sam, is now, in, you've, you've named, you said the, 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 the film Rocky. Now, what one book have you read in your life that you honestly recommend everyone listening now to go and read that book because it's going to change. Oh, man, there are so many things. I know there's so many. You know, but, but, but since we're on this topic of distractions, mm. you know, the book called The One Thing. Oh, I've heard of it. Book regarding, I'm sure you read it already, you know, um, all that. Um, if you own a company, you know, a book called Good to Great. Good to great. By, by, by Jim Collins, you know, um, it's great. If you like marketing, 22 Irrefutable Laws of Marketing is a, is a, you know, is a great book. There's so many, so many books, you know, you know, obviously the classic ones, How to Win Friends and Influence People, yeah. The Magic of Thinking Big, you know. Um, but one book that's had huge impact on me also, I know you asked me one, but there's so many. It's <laughs> called What to Say to Yourself When You Talk to Yourself. Oh, I need to read that one. Oh, it's you know, uh, it's, it's, it's mind-blowing. Mm. You know, and it's Who's so... Who's the author for that? Do you remember the author? Chad Hamster. Chad Hamster, okay. PhD. You know, and basically, you know, people have a lot of negative self-talk, a lot, a lot of doubt, and that helps you overcome all the nuts and negative self-talk. That book really saved me for some of my darkest, darkest days of my life. Wow. Nice. Have to check that out. And everyone listening has to go and uh, pick that one up. The last question I got for you, Sam, before we end the episode is if you can spend your time, uh, if you can spend some of your time with someone that you look up to in your life right now, whether they're dead or alive, who would that one person be that you would want to have a conversation with, ask a question, 
just interact with them, who would that one person be? And why? Dead or alive, who would I want conversation, person that I want to talk to and um, have a conversation with? Man, that is so many, man. There's so yeah. many, you know, you know, Gandhi comes to mind, mm. you know, Mother Teresa comes to mind, yeah. Arthur Luther King comes to mind, yeah. you know, um, you know, uh, John F. Kennedy comes to mind, you know, uh, I do like, I wouldn't even mind, you know, having a great conversation with The Rock. Mm, you know, <laughs> you know, I, you know I, I love The Rock and I've seen his transformation, how, you know, how far he has come. I think that, uh, I think, you know, I have so much respect for that guy and his work ethic. Yeah. And the, the time that he puts in, how relentless he is, you know, and just, he's just an overall, you know, just overall great guy, amazing person, great husband, great father, you know, uh, great businessman, you know, you know, takes care of his health. Yeah. The dude, the dude got it going on. Love that. So cool. And just to, one last thing I want to ask from, from, from me personally is, you know, like you, obviously you've, you've, you've gained so much success and so much happiness in your own life, but you still, from my own personal opinion, you still manage to stay so humble and so of service and you are like, you're genuinely every single piece of content I've seen of yours, it just touches me because I'm just like, this person has so much success, the ha- the house, the cars, everything, but you still take the time out like this to go on a podcast episode with someone in London for 40 minutes. What what like how do you how do you get how do you maintain that? Bro, look, man, I mean, I come from a humble beginning and I never forgot where I come from. Mm-hmm. And honestly, the material things doesn't define me. I am who I am. Yeah. I don't want to be that rich, arrogant guy. I don't want people to look at me as, oh, that's rich, arrogant guy. He thinks he's all that and all that kind of stuff. That's not what I want, what I want to be. I don't walk around, you know, wearing jewelry or, you know, or, or try to show off. Don't get me wrong. There's a time and place for that. Yeah. Oh, you know, but overall, I want people to know, oh, my God, man, did you know that guy is a multimillionaire? That's what I want. I don't want, I want people like, did you know that guy? Mm. Wow, he's so humble. Wow, he's so nice. I want to break the stereotype. Mm, you know, I, I don't want to, you know, anybody can be rich, arrogant, and asshole. That's, 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 you know what I mean? You know, I, I think I was more of a, of an arrogant asshole when I was poor. <laughs> you know, and as I became rich is, you know, you're an arrogant, you're an asshole when you have to prove yourself to people. Yeah. And as I prove myself and I don't have any, any, anything to prove to anyone, I could care less what people think about me. I walk around in sweats pretty much seven days a week, mm. you know, and I pretty much wear the same thing seven days a week. Yeah. You know what I mean? I love and, you for that, man. Honestly, I, I, just, I just love you for the person that you are and, and you just being of service to others. You just... I'm, I'm, again, like, I'm just going to... Like, I, it's just, I just got emotional because it's like, I'm just so grateful for people like you who are showing the way for, for others who are gaining success in their life to just always remember where you come from? You know, I always say, stay humble, stay hungry. Just yeah. because you're humble, that doesn't mean you can't, you can't be hungry. Exactly, yeah. Okay? You know, a lot of people think that, oh my God, they have to be arrogant, they have to be an asshole, they have to be to be to stay hungry. No, you can't, you can be hungry and stay be humble. Mm-hmm. You know, and, um, and I want to be remembered for that, man. I don't want to be that guy who like, is flashing and is, like, doesn't have time for anybody you know, and all that kind of stuff. I'll make time for anybody as long as it, I can put it on my schedule. Yeah. 
100%. I love it. Bro, if anyone wants to reach out to you or learn more about your your products, your your book, what's the best platform that they can reach out to you on and how can they... Um, you, you, yeah, I'm very active on Instagram, but you can go um, on Google and search me. I'm very searchable, Googleable. <laughs> S-A-M, Bakhtiar, B-A-K-H-T-I-A-R. And for people who want to have a more intimate connection with me, you know, I have a text line, you know, that I actually text people myself. You know, the number for that is 909-200-4015. 909-200-4015. Brother, I'm going to tell you, man, I appreciate you. I appreciate the fact that you interviewed me on your podcast and um, whatever I can do for you, you know, um, please stay in touch. We'd love to contribute to your success any way I can. I'm grateful, bro. Thank you so much for, for your time and, and for your wisdom, bro. And um, 100%, we're going we're gonna to stay in touch. 100%. Thank you so much, bro. All right, take care. Have a good day, bro. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. If you're still there, I just want to say a massive thank you for your attention and your time. It really means a lot to me. Please do me one favor and subscribe to this podcast, share it with your friends, and leave a rating on whichever platform you're listening to this. It would honestly mean the world to me. Thank you so much once again. I hope that this episode brought value and inspiration into your life, and I'll see you guys next week.